I'm in a bad or low mood because you know I'm not exercising, I'm eating like shit. And I know I'll have a few beers and I'll perk up and be able to play with the kids and not be grumpy. And then you drink and you have a shit sleep and it just, it's repetition from, from why don't you do a half marathon first or why don't you know, 10K or something. And that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people have that you give yourself achievable goals where I want to kind of do something that. Be more of a push. Yeah. yeah. Obviously you want the best for your, for your kids and you want them to achieve their their goals and dreams so I thought you know it's up to me to step up and create that environment for them and give them the best chance of, of being a person when they grow up that dreams big and chases their goals and believes they can do anything. This week on the Fit Parent Playbook we sit down with Brett Pistola. He recently accomplished something pretty incredible, completing the Melbourne Marathon and shaving a jaw-dropping 34 minutes of his personal best time in just four months. Brett will walk us through how he managed to balance his training with the demands of work and family commitments. But more than that, he'll share the underlying factors and motivations that transformed him from couch potato into a marathon runner. And he'll reveal the reasons for his incredible life change and his new pursuit to be an inspiring example for his family. Join us as we explore Brett's story, which includes victories, failures, setbacks, and his unwavering determination to set a powerful example of excellence for his loved ones and anyone who hears his story. Just before we get into the podcast, please take a quick second to jump onto Instagram and follow us. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Jason. (laughs) TK. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. That's good to hear. You're pretty excited about today's guest, I'd well, imagine, Jase. mate, I'm always excited, but uh, I've been hearing about this guy's story over the past few months, and uh, he did the marathon recently. He did. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we will, but there is a lot more to this bloke than uh, just a marathon, mate. He's made some pretty profound changes in the past six months, which I'm going to let him talk about, but there's uh, there's a lot to take from this guy's story, more than, Jace. Yeah. More than wiping 34 minutes off his marathon, mate. More than that. Much more than that, right. Jace. Just to give you a bit of context. So, Brett was a super talented country footballer. And to be honest, as a teammate, he used to really, really frustrate me. He could have gone down to Sturt or in the SNFL as a junior and probably gone on to play league football. But instead, he chose to um, carve it up at local level. And from what I thought, not even really try or really care. But what I now know 15 years later is there's much more to that story, uh, which I'll let him tell. Brett, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Firstly, Brett. Tell us what was really going on as a young footballer and what held you back from going any further with it. And then we'll get into the changes that you've recently made to ensure that you're a, a good example for your children. Well, I was lazy, DK, but... Very lazy. Very lazy. Yeah, yeah that was kind of a choice I made at the, at the time, I think. Listening to you guys, kind of, you've spoken about identity and I think the identity I chose at that time was to uh, not, not try or have that kind of aura of not trying so you know if I did fail I would have excuses and I think that was basically it like I I did go down there for a period and you know there's lots of other kids down there as well and probably anxiety of of not being chosen and and all that type of stuff so I'll kind of project out there that I I didn't care and you know you don't get attached you don't get hurt type of thing so Mm. 
So you, that was a, a choice that you made. You just said, you know, I'm just going to self-sabotage this um, so that if I fail, I don't care. Yeah, well, I think so. I don't know, it was a long time ago, but looking back, uh, the memories I, I kind of do have, I definitely wasn't giving 100% and I kind of remember being down there and projecting those excuses out, having conversations with other people like, oh, you know, I had a big weekend and, and that's why I'm doing so bad in this running type of thing like that. So and you'd do that on purpose, would you? Yeah. 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 Um, kind of having built-in excuses and then in the end I kind of, you know, I jumped off before I was pushed and I don't even know if I would have been pushed, probably not. You, you, I would have been allowed to stay down there and even if I wasn't getting picked and, and still training, but I just kind of left and... I don't know, I kind of had it in my head that it was embarrassing maybe if I didn't get picked and yeah, I guess I went back to my uh, comfort zone. Have um, you worked out where that comes from? I don't know, I guess part of my personality is probably a sookie, yeah. sookie type of person. Sookie. Yeah, I'd say it's a very good description of you. You, yeah. you weren't like trying to please someone, like you, did you have expectations put on yourself? I think as, as a football club, we put a lot of expectation on Brett as a, like um, at, at Mount Lofty, which was the footy club. We put a lot of expectation. This guy was going to be a superstar. Right. And, you know, why won't he go down to step? Why won't he do this? And then all of a sudden you, you just see him coming back and carving up. It's like, well, what's, what's wrong with this kid? Like, why doesn't he go? Why doesn't he try? Why didn't you try? <laughs> I think I was I was trying, but uh, I put on that act that I wasn't type of thing. And then if things did get hard, I'd have that excuse built in, I guess. Um, so it's a fear of failure. Is that what it was? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Putting yourself out there and doing the hard work and, and trying your best and coming up short, maybe that was embarrassing yeah. in my mind. That, the rejection, I don't know. Yeah. And was that in all aspects of your life or was it just in football? Did you try at school or? No, nah, I didn't really try at school either. But I, I do remember one lesson I decided to sit away from my mates and sit up the front and try and take it in. And I did all right, so <laughs> I had the ability. <laughs> so you but, had... Yeah, there was a lot of uh, obviously getting into alcohol and fun at those times. And that was probably, I thought, you know. People are going to respect me. I'm going to be the last to leave on the piss with the boys and I should have been doing it in other areas. Yeah, last to leave at training maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> and change it up a little bit. Last to leave at Red Square. Yeah. So you, uh, anyway, you, 10 years later, you have children and you realise this probably isn't a great example to set. Was there like a key moment that made you want to make a change? Probably the way I've been. Everything snowballed, kind of get away with I'd never do extras or anything so the only fitness I'd type of do was sport and I'd never train or anything and then um working fly and fly out kind of it's hard to be in a team environment when you're only there half the time type of thing so and as you get older you're not doing anything it all snowballs and so I'm pretty much very unfit eating crap and then so my mental health probably not in the best space as well and, and parenting's hard and then you see see my boys kind of they look up to you and me sitting at home drinking every night you know it was every night you were drinking uh, not really like i remember moving into the new house and i've got a beer fridge out back full-size fridge and you know, it's the dream to <laughs> 
put it chock a lock full of beers and <laughs> people come over and you got the beers and you go out and then probably sitting at home like if I'm in a bad or low mood because you know I'm not exercising I'm eating like shit and I know I'll have a few beers and I'll perk up and be able to play with the kids and not be grumpy and then you drink and you have a shit sleep and it just it's repetition from from that so and then working away as well so you said you're a fifo worker so is that what one week on one week off yeah yeah okay so how does that affect your your family life first of all like or is that just something you've always done yeah i've done it for 10 plus years now so we're used to it and with young kids i do find it works really well i'm really hands-on the whole time i'm home yeah um you do go up to work for a break to be honest yeah Um, it is hard. So, yeah, finding when you're not eating the best and you're drinking and you're not putting 100% into your parenting, it's, you know, I need to make a change to be able to, you know, keep up with them, be able to play with them and keep your mood up. And so so what change did you make and when was this? So end of 2022, I remember we had, around this type of year, time of year, we had a, a buck show and had a family thing on the next day and Mrs. saying don't overdo it as a family member I hadn't seen for for years and ended up overdoing it um, getting chained to the buck and I ended up coming home pretty early but uh, for probably differing reasons <laughs> <laughs> so what you rolled in at what six or seven in the morning for, for a family thing after being on the piss all day nah, not that early uh, so I think I was it was at the races at Morfittville yep. and uh, got pretty blind come home no good and then the family thing was maybe midday the next next day at my mum's and um yeah i was just embarrassed i was that hungover that yeah as you get older the hangovers are worse so yeah. I, I literally couldn't function and all the uh nieces and nephews running around and i'm just on the couch and like you know i'm trying to put on a brave back but i was that hungover that so it was just useless just could not function yeah. and then you know the whole family's kind of cracking jokes about it but i could probably tell my mum was embarrassed at is this 30 year old man who's just like an 18 year old that's been at red square all night and is that was that the straw that broke the camel's back and you decided right that's it i'm going to make a change yeah i think that was one of them i didn't want to drink anymore after that i haven't been drunk since like I've, really i've drank but i haven't been drunk since then and it was around the same time that old ned brockman was trotting around and <laughs> um a lot of his stuff was out and I found that pretty inspiring and you, you see a guy can go out and run marathon after marathon. I think he did 50 days in a row and then it run across Australia and thought, bugger it. And I, I booked in to do a marathon and booked the ticket and thought I'm going to do it one way or another. So at this stage, were you running at all? Like, nah. No. Zero? Zero. Right. So you did nothing like since you stopped playing footy and then you're a pisshead, shit dad, and then... <laughs> <laughs> You decided that's it, and a shit uncle as well, by the way. Yeah. And you've decided that's it. I'm going to book in for the Barossa Marathon. Yep. So I had four or six months, and I thought enough time to get on the bike. And if it comes to it on the day, I can tough it out and do something hard for once in my life. Yeah. Wow. And tell us the type of training that you did. So did you follow a plan, or did you just wing it? Yeah, jumped on, um, jumped on the internet and found an. 18 week marathon plan so before that I was kind of just getting out and and running and I'd got myself to a point that it was hard that first month or so was just ridiculous yeah I was on Nike Nike run app because I was too embarrassed to go on Strava I didn't want to go on Strava not public 
yeah, I could show you some of the runs on that. So I actually think that's a really good point though. Like mm. if you are a little bit embarrassed about going on social media and Strava and that, like there's ways you can sort of hide your runs yeah. uh, like on Strava or you can use a Nike Run Club app. And I've, I've got a mate that does that at the moment. And he says it's just really good for him. So he, he can follow everyone on Strava, but he doesn't actually post his own runs on Strava. Yeah, so they're private, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm interested, like, back when all this was happening, did the uh, wife say anything to you about, I suppose, your habits? Or was uh, it more self-reflection? Oh, obviously, she wasn't happy with uh, how I was that occasion. Um, what did she that, say to you after that? After she said, do not go out, do not get pissed, uh, do not rock up in this state, and then you've gone and done uh, it. What does she say? It's kind of a recurring story with me, like... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's as I said, that was like my identity and probably one of my weaknesses. Um, pretty impulsive, so if I go out on the piss, um, switch flicks, and that's me, you know. So that's probably something I've always had to deal with. And obviously, as you get older, it's further and further apart. But well, there was another one, um, my brother in law's 21st or whatever, and you know, you get dragged along. It's just like oh, I'm just gonna sit there, and then ended up getting blind. And, <laughs> She misses was thirty odd weeks pregnant. She oh. dragged me out of there like no. And when it was yeah, yeah, not not. It's sorry. like a, it's funny, but it's not. Yeah, it's funny yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not me. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, it's okay. I think we laugh. can all relate to it. That's why we're yeah. laughing. It's like yeah, we've yeah. all been there. But when it's you, it's like all right. When when does this stop? I suppose that has to go through your head. Yeah, well, it'd be like like before you go, you're like I've got no interest in this. Yeah. Like going out and a bunch of 20 year olds and drinking like just have a couple and then something happens <laughs> and something like it's just a, 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 a funnel or yeah. like no, no, no. sometimes uh, you do it just to get through like the first you know i don't want to be yeah. here yeah. So i'll smash, have three to fire up yeah and then, and then you're like i'm on here tonight and this is actually pretty fun and you just keep on going yeah, so I suppose as you get older, you, you don't want to do that type of thing. And, and really, I had nothing else in my life because the sport's just kind of drying up and um, I, I did feel a bit empty. I had nothing, so that's a good thing that running's done for me as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good purpose. point, like having some sort of purpose outside because you work and then you've got a week home. Like, what are you going to do? You can't just play with the kids. You need some uh, me time. Exactly. It's like, what are your hobbies? Playing with the kids. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as good as that is, you frosts. can't... Yeah. I mean, a couple of frosts. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, taking up running's been awesome, and as DK could attest, I'm the last bloke you'd think that would take up running, and the absolute last bloke. Yeah, and when I did my first marathon, uh, I remember a guy from over west. He rang me straight away because he used to do marathons, and I literally said, "Why? Why are you doing it?" So here's the first guy to ring me, and kind of laugh in my face. And talk us through that first marathon. So yeah, what happened? You rock up on the day. You had your family there to support you. Yeah. Um, so the training went okay. Had a few like my body is just so locked up. Like my work for the last three years hasn't been very physical, so I've just been sitting on my ass, and so my hips were all locked up. But I managed to get a couple of thirty k runs in. I think maybe I was doing thirty k weeks or something. But uh, I got up there. I'd hardly run k under five minutes like all through my training, and um, it was windy. And I decided I just wanted to get under four hours, so I tucked in. I think the three thirty paces. Got so that's five and, minutes per kilometre. Yeah. yeah, and I was feeling alright. And how good's this? And then about fifteen <laughs> started hitting me. <laughs> I held on till about nineteen k's, I think, and then um, 
managed to limp home yeah. literally and what, and what time did you end up running that day uh, i think it was 347 so 347 still a pretty good time jace yeah, first one yeah it's awesome first yeah, one my, my pace gradually just skyrocketed and those last 10Ks was yeah, real hurt locker type of stuff. Pretty brutal. What did you learn about yourself after doing your first marathon? Yeah, from someone that never done anything hard in my life and good to know that you can do it and you can push through and sense of achievement. Did you, I don't know, was there the sort of failure again? Because like you said, you actually finished something, I suppose, or gave it, not your all, but... Nah, I, yeah, with... With that, I knew I was always going to finish regardless of it. I wanted to get under four. I was a bit nervous about that, but yeah, there was no way I wasn't finishing it. I was going to walk it if I had to. And in that sense, it kind of was a, a soft goal. But I don't know, a lot of people that I'd speak to during that, you know, they say, well, why don't you do a half marathon first or why don't you 10K or something? And that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people have that you give yourself achievable goals where I wanted to kind of do something that... Be more of a push. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, I actually thought that I was hallucinating during that marathon, Chase, like because I was running the Barossa Marathon and running sub, past sub me. Day. Yeah, there was a sub three day and running past, I see the laziest uh, footballer. <laughs> what, what was your word you used to describe yourself before? Sookie. Uh, Sookie, yeah. yeah. I've seen Sookie Brett Pistola run past me and I'm like, well, I'm about to fall over. No, no. There's no way this guy is running a marathon. From there... Reached out, just flicked a message to a random old phone number that had Brett Pistola written in my phone. Said, Brett, what's going on, mate? Was that really you running a marathon? <laughs> Talk us through what happened next, yeah, mate. Well, I said the same about you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's probably a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, more associated with you with throwing large amounts of tin around, not, not running. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that was pretty crazy, but it was really awesome that you reached out at that time because i don't know what i was going to do after that you know i was probably going to be one and done to be honest I don't yeah. know. do you think you would have fallen back down that old path of oh look i've done something hard now i can go be a piss head i've ran a marathon i've been a good example i definitely didn't want to be a piss head but um <laughs> yeah, i don't know well i had no idea what i was doing and it was really hard so yeah who knows but crazy how, how it worked so what happened next because i think that this is a pretty cool part of your story brett you uh, i reached out to you i said mate if you need a hand with your running program let me know happy to help you out and you set yourself a goal uh yeah you kind of reached out and you said get yourself a heart rate monitor and two pairs of shoes and a watch yeah <laughs> and get back to me i might have said eight pairs of shoes yeah, but, like uh, two. yeah so, Six uh, so i did that I did a bit of heart rest heart rate training and when you said where my fitness was at I was probably around the time I got in the marathon and then so I've got no idea so I said you know what's good and you said whacking 15 minutes off the time is probably a pretty good thing so I said right over we'll do 3.30 for a Melbourne marathon in was that five months or so so yeah I reckon it's probably four months, yeah. Yeah, yeah four months. Well, pretty realistic, isn't it? 15 minutes. 15 After minutes. your first one, your first one's always get it out the way and then build up some volume. Yeah. Yeah. But 34 minutes. Well, I get a phone call yeah. about what, we're two weeks into his <laughs> training program. And, and what happened, Brett? Um, we did the, I did the hills and hills to Henley with a friend and um, he had me on a bit of a, a plan for the race. So I run the, it was a 30k, so I did the first 12 pretty easy and then got quicker from there and 
just felt really good and thought, I'm going to crush this 330. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I was really enjoying tackling the hard training and it got to the point where I, yeah, I, was, I felt like I was going all right. So I thought, I don't know, I want to, I want to put myself in the hurt locker and, and really bite off more than I can chew. And through running and all those long runs, you know, you get into all the podcasts and you're just filled with inspiration. And yeah, I, I can't remember what podcast it was, but it's talking about setting yourself high goals. And, you know, even if you if you fail, you know, if I was going for a 3.15 and originally I was going for a 3.30, if I, could, if I still fail, but I get a 3.20, that's improvement, isn't it? Mm. So that's so, the way I, I thought. So yeah. 3.15, I think I wanted 3.20 and then I was all juiced up. And I thought, no, stuff it. Yeah. 3.15 and then what have I done? That really scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I think that was a part of it, wasn't it? You wanted to do something that was going to scare you and you wanted to do something that would intimidate you. Yeah. And you wanted to set a good example for your kids that it's okay to fail. And by going and setting a goal that will knock off over half an hour in, in four months' time is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, so... Just with the kids, like after I ran that first marathon, like getting home and they're running up the hallway and getting me to give them high fives, like just like I did in the race. And I thought, how good is that? And obviously you want the best for your, for your kids and you want them to achieve their, their goals and dreams. So I thought, you know, it's up to me to step up and create that environment for them and give them the best chance of, of being a person when they grow up that dreams big and chases their goals and believes they can do anything. So that's really important to me. And how was the uh, wife's response? She really supportive. She's my biggest supporter. Yeah, she so. liked the change? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, well, I've always said stuff like this over the years and, you know, last couple of weeks or whatever. So she's probably just thought it was an, another occasion like that. Yeah, obviously the changes that come with, well, not moving at all to just doing any exercise and with mood and everything that comes from doing that, like eating healthier and and all that type of stuff so. mm. i'm not interested to like who who were you hanging around i suppose who is like your environment when you're on the piss all the time and how's that changed now like you mentioned podcasts listening to that what else um well it's literally myself because like, i had removed myself from that environment of the people that are you know going out all the time and i was at home but it was just yeah drinking by myself like, that's where I was pretty much. That's a pretty bad place to be in, isn't it? We've um, both been there, haven't we, Jace? Like it's yeah. Literally is sitting there in the in the afternoon and you're just feeling flat and so I'm, I'm an impulsive person, so you know, I'm the type of person who'll drink six coffees like just trying to, you know, give yourself a bit of a hit and make yourself feel better. Um well, you know, the best thing is to start moving and get off your phone and get outside and stuff like that so i was just doing all the wrong things really you now see this is this is your new lifestyle now yeah it's not a click of the fingers like i've still got bad habits that i'm you know you might sit on the couch for too long and be on your phone just looking at nothing so i'm aware of it i'm just trying to do all the better things that uh in the thousand bits of advice you pick up in the podcast and stuff like Mm. that yeah and talk us through what happened at that Melbourne Marathon, mate, uh, because it was a pretty special day. Unfortunately, the family weren't there 
with you. Yeah. But nah, um, yeah, talk us through the day, mate. You had a plan? Yeah, we had a plan. A um, couple weeks out, I had a few injury problems. So self-sabotage when I was coming back before that. I got pretty down and <laughs> Did you? might have got myself some KFC. And <laughs> <laughs> did that thought actually cross your mind again? Because you did have an injury like two weeks before the race. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm feeling sorry for myself and eating crap again. But um, I managed to snap myself out of it. I don't know how. Well, how, I think it was the podcast, actually. It was the podcast. It was our podcast, wasn't it? What was it about? I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember texting you and saying, Yeah. I'm back. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what it was? It was after I did that 100K and I said, I was thinking about you yeah, during right. that 100K oh, race yeah, because, is. yeah, I, I still remember that. I was going through a real tough spot in this 100K race and I'm like, this guy, Brett has decided that he's going to do something hard to be a good example for his family. Like, you need to push hard. And I remember I'm running this race and I'm thinking about Brett's kids that I've never met and probably never will meet. You know? mm. And these kids are my inspiration for running. Yeah. I think he listened to that that podcast yeah, and that got well, fired up again, didn't you? You have to. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I was pretty flat for a while there and then um, I'm going to come back anyway. We uh, had the whole race set, and to be honest, it was a good day out for me. I had a few niggles, but we did all the work, and I actually got to enjoy the day. Like maybe there was a couple of spots where I had a, a trough and didn't feel great, but it didn't last too long. And then um, by the end, I was I was chomping at the bit to <laughs> you to let me go. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So it wasn't even that bad. I think one part about it, um, and this is an, some advice to anyone running a marathon, is we went out with a plan to run our own race. So we, there was a three-hour, 15-pacer, for instance, and we said, no, we're going to run our own structured race. And we had a point where we were going to let him go and he could sprint home, and that's what he did, mate. So you want to tell us what time you ended up finishing the Melbourne Marathon in? Three four. Strava says three thirteen. Go by Strava, mate. Go by whatever the lowest time is. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Which is always Strava. Always Strava. Yeah. So uh, under the three fifteen anyway, which is awesome. so three, good. Three hours thirteen. So he wiped what 30, 35 minutes off the yeah. time, which yeah. is pretty incredible. Some of the keys to that. What were the benefits of of having a coach and, and some structure for someone like yourself? Well, obviously, having no idea what you're doing is hard and, like, doing it by myself, like, little things, um, rolling out in my old busted-ass Nikes and trying to bust out a lot of Ks, and I remember my whole body was just hurting and, like, sore, and one of my other mates does tries, he's like, get these Nova Blast bloody easy run shoes that just look like a couple of mattresses to me. <laughs> and I remember the first run I went out in them and it was just Christmas. Like, yeah. How good is this? Like, and nothing hurt anymore. Yeah. And then um, discovering the uh, the speed shoes, like that was another thing that just amazing. and Game changer, huh? Game changer. So, and then well, I had no idea about... I, I did all of my running pretty much... Um, just easy runs and then might sprint up a couple of hills or something. But getting that structure in uh, the speed sessions and um, having a coach to be accountable to as well is an absolute game changer because yeah, being by yourself, you know, you might set out to do a run and 
in the end you're feeling like crap so you just jog it off where you know would be out there and wanting to get a good time to you know send send back to dk so yeah you push yourself that extra bit i agree i think that's one thing that that i love about having the coach is you know if you you're asked to do sort of six 1ks or something and you don't have anyone to answer to you probably do two of them and you're like that's a yeah, bit hard enough 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 jace that does bring us into what we've got coming up doesn't it mate yeah obviously next year mclaren vale in april april yep uh, the marathon there, so we're going to be doing a program probably, you know, the start of the year. Yep. So the same sort of structure, runs on a Sunday, one during the week, just for a nice uh, group of us. Yep. And uh, what what's next for you then, Brett? You notice you've made some incredible changes over the last uh, six to twelve months. What, what's the future hold for you, mate? Going to keep pushing on with the marathon, I think, um, and not put a cap on what I can achieve. So expecting to hit a plateau with my improvement soon i don't know but i don't want to put a cap on it so we'll keep trying to get quicker and reach for the stars i guess i think sub three sub three sub three yeah i think you can do it mate i I think especially what you've been able to achieve not just your running side but um where you've come as a person over the last six to 12 months you should be so damn proud of yourself and i know your wife's super proud of you and your kids they won't remember that day that you were pissed at your, <laughs> at your mum's house, but they will remember you running marathons and they will remember you being a great influence. So, thank Brett, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, mate. Thanks, Brett. Cheers. See you everyone next week. Thanks again for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Do not forget to like and subscribe, follow, all that stuff that you know you need to do. Please do it. It does make a difference.